living uh, the realities uh, of heaven on earth. Let's go to Philippians 3:17 and 20 uh, from the Amplified Version. It says, brothers and sisters, the Amplified Version from verse 17 actually should be brothers and sisters. Philippians 3:17. What's the scripture there? It's Philippians 3:17 and 20. The Amplified Version says, brothers and sisters, together, follow my example. Are you now able to hear me? All right. Okay, anyone who can lift up your hand, if you can hear clearly, and we need to adjust, we adjust. Brothers and sisters, together, follow my example, and observe those who live by the pattern we gave you. And then he says this, for there are many, is that Philippians 3, 17, 20? It's okay, that's the scripture. All right, I'm just checking, because that's what I have here. For there are many of whom I have often told you, and I'll tell you even with the tears, who live as enemies of the cross, rejecting and opposing his way of salvation, whose fate is destruction, whose God is their belly. Listen to this. Their worldly appetite, their sensuality, their vanity, and whose glory is in their shame. Why is that so? Who focus their mind on earthly and temporal things. He says, who focus their minds on earthly and temporal things. So we need to adjust our thinking. That we don't focus our minds on earthly or temporal things. And I'm going to show you some things re- regarding that. But then verse, what follows next, if we can have that scripture on the screen, because I really want them to see some things here. And whose glory is in their shame, who focus their mind on earthly and temporal things. But this is what he says, what follows next. But we are different. Say, I'm different. That's where it comes in. They focus on, on their minds, on earthly and temporal things. But he says this, but we are different. Because our citizenship is in heaven. I think I need to speak this because you're just about to go to elections. Like what Brother Francis was saying. And so many times during this time, even believers in Christ started de- dividing ourselves among, you know what? Tribes, parties. Yes, someone, are you in Kenya, Kwanzaa, or you are in uh, Zimio? And they look at you and say, don't you know where I come from? That's earthly. Our voting is our rights. We need to exercise it. If you don't have an, a voting card, I wonder why. If you are above 18 years. You have to exercise that. But listen to this. We need to know. We need to focus what the word of God says in whatever we do. That's very, very important. Who who's focus their mind on earthly and temporal things, but we are different. Say, I'm different. Because our citizenship is in heaven. And look at this. And from there. From where? Which is that place? Heaven. From there, we eagerly await the coming of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, he says this. Our operations is heavenly. It's from there. From our citizenship. Other versions. Other versions says, listen to the Amplified Classic Version. I say, go there, let me make a statement. 
We don't wait until we leave this earth to experience heaven realities. They are available now. We don't have to leave the earth. We don't have to wait until we go to heaven to experience heavenly realities. They are available now. And we can experience that. And he says this, he says Philippians 3.20, the same one, he says this, but we are citizens of the state. Commonwealth. Homeland. Not across the road. Amen. Homeland. Which is in heaven. And from it, from our citizenship, from our commonwealth, from our land, we also honestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, our Savior. That is our way of operation. We don't operate, oh, I'm going ahead of myself. Let me make some statements here. Again, as I said, we have a few days to the elections, so I really want to emphasize this. Don't allow ourselves to be divided by passing political powers. But we exercise our voting rights without strife. If you are divided in your family because of the stand of a political system, you need to reconsider your ways. And we believe God for, our, for the peaceful elections. We're people of faith. We have to operate that way. We have to think that way. We have to talk that way. I want to show you some things from the scriptures. Remember, we have, listen to this. Uh, the message translation says this. There is far more to lie for us. We are citizens of high heaven. There is far more to life for us. Far more. So look at this. When, when, when we are operating then from the natural standpoint, we are missing out the far more to life that God has prepared for us. We are living a low life actually. Remember what I told you some weeks ago? We've been called into a higher life. You will say, like, he's a high-flying person. Yeah, he's born again. I'm a high-flyer. What is that? I'm born again. Listen, there's far more to life for us. We are citizen, citizens of high heaven. We are citizens of high heaven. I'm a citizen of high heaven. You should be saying it. I'll lead into a confession. So this is the first thing that we need to do. We identify ourselves with our true identity, who is Christ. You identify yourself with your true identity. And I'm repeating myself there, but who is Christ? In other words, we have a higher citizenship, church. We have a higher citizenship. We are born from above. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, especially the Amplified Bible, it says this, we are reborn from above. We are reborn from above. We are born anew from above. That's me. You better be saying, that's me. Born anew from above. We are born from above. That is our true identity. Everything else will pass away. But our true identity in Christ is eternal. 
So we must renew our minds to this. Let's go to, to Philippians, uh, to John chapter 3, verse 31. This is the testimony of John the Baptist talking about Jesus. He says this, the Passion Translation says this, For the one, talking about Jesus, who's from, uh, no, 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 for, for the one who's from the earth, belongs to the earth, and speaks from the natural realm. You see that? The earthly people speak from where? The natural realm. But we looked at the other scripture. Are you able to go back there to, from Philippians 3, that verse 20, the amplified, the amplified version? It says this, but we are different. Because our citizenship is in heaven. And from there, in other words, even our voice, our activities on this earth should be influenced by heaven. It's a kingdom. Should be influenced by the kingdom of God. The heavenly kingdom of God. So that our operations is from that country. Not earthly. Let me, let me say again. We have so many embassies in this nation. So many of them. And I saw the other day. Was it last week? I was seeing about our passport strength. You know, the strength of a passport is how many countries you can enter in to go get the visa at the entry point, ent- entry port, or, en- or such a thing. You understand what, that, what I'm saying? That's the strength of a passport. Uh, and uh, I was, I think, was 78th. It has, it has some countries that we can enter in. We can go, you know, at that country and, and get the visa at the entry point. But, you know, in... Many of these countries that are known as big names, we don't enter in at the entry point. We destroyed that long time ago. Even in the 90s, we used to be like to go to London, you board a plane and you go in and stamp and you enter in. We destroyed it. You know what destroys that? Lack of integrity. Let me take my child there, they are born there and they are citizens there. And then I'll come over here. I want them to have the privileges of that, of that nation. Now, so that destroyed that. So, so the, 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 the passport is not as strong as it should. So that's why even in the natural, people want the countries with the most uh, strength to go across the world. If you want to do business. You understand that? If your British citizenship is different, American citizenship is different and all that, they come to a country and they start getting the visa at the airport. Now, but not our country. From the natural standpoint. But I have another country for you. Oh, that, that was weak. But I have another country for you. Yes. Do you know what I say? This is what I say and I believe it. To go to a country, for me to go to a country, I must have had God to go to that country. Therefore, there is no country that will stop me from entering in because I know I'm gone, I've been sent there by God. And that has been that way. I, I remember some years ago, this was so amazing. Uh, years even ago, we were going, we going for missions. It, it was in, in Rwanda, many years, I think 2002. And amazing, even by Friday, and we are leaving on Monday, our passports have not come out. Just passports. Have not come out. Do you know what they did? They came out on a Saturday. And they had the top guy signing for passport. 
a passport. Man had the, I remember the name of that man. I won't tell you the name of that man. But my first passport had that name of that man. The top guy is the one who said, they came out on a Saturday and Monday morning we were leaving. So look at this. You want to go to other countries? Your heavenly citizenship is very important. But make sure you're being sent by God to where you go. Ah, oh, that is a week, yes, but that's fine. I, I, I hope, are you a Kenyan? That's all you are? Now that's a problem because you're answering me as if you're only a Kenyan. Are you only a Kenyan? We have a better, national, a better citizenship, though being Kenyans. Now, look at this then. So we are different. Our citizenship is in heaven. But let me go back to the scripture. Again, John 3.31. For one who is from above, one who is from the earth, belongs to the earth and speaks from the natural realm. But the one who comes from above is above everything and speaks of the highest realm of all. That's where our words were to be coming from. From the highest realm of all. Why? The Bible says in that John chapter 3, actually, we are born from above. We're not just earthly. Thank God we, are, we live in Kenya, but we are not just Kenyans. We are born from above. We are born anew. So then, the first thing that we need to do, of course, identify ourselves with our Oh, identify yourself with your true identity or identify yourself with your true identity. The second thing is this. You must change your vocabulary. You must change your vocabulary to align itself with the word of God. Speak the homeland language. That's heaven. Speak that way. I'm telling you, it's not going to get better on this earth. The world system is failing tremendously. But it's only people who have a mindset of a heavenly citizenship that are going to cut their way forward. And listen to this, and prosper in hard times. I say that again, and prosper in hard times. God has proven that over and over again concerning his people. So identifying ourselves with Christ is so crucial because of what he has done. And then secondly, we have to change our vocabulary. Or if you, you associate with people, oh, petrol, uh, petrol is up. I don't know what you are going to do. We are finished. Very true. We are finished. This government has finished us. The next one might even finish us. That's what will happen. That's what will happen. But if you start thinking different and you start talking different and you start renewing your mind, as again, I'm going off my head, ahead of myself, but you start thinking different, you change your vocabulary. Listen, you are releasing faith with your words. This is what is going to happen. I like saying it in this manner. Your words precede you. Your words precede you. They go before you. Your words go fast. An example, if, if we agreed, this is the example I've given several times, if we agreed like, Daniel, uh, 
Maora we meet tomorrow in town, uh, certain, certain place at five o'clock, you know, in the evening. So you see, it's today, so you're speaking about tomorrow. So before we go there tomorrow, our words have gone ahead of us. You see that? That's what it means. Your words precede you. So our words have gone ahead of us. And because you've said it, we are committed to do what we have said. So we will meet there at five o'clock tomorrow. But what went ahead of us is what? Our words. So in essence, your words precede you. So what are you saying concerning your tomorrow? Are your words influenced by heaven? Are you speaking in line with the word of God? Is your vocabulary being changed by the word of God? Or you're speaking from the earthly, from the earthly realm? Or the, yeah, from the natural realm? Are you speaking from that realm? Or you're speaking from the highest realm of all? It's subdues. Remember one of the words, the first words that God spoke to man was the blessing. And what did he tell him? He created him in his own image and in his likeness. And he did what? He gave him dominion because you're supposed to operate from that highest realm of all. It's subdues. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Look at this. So we must change our vocabulary to align ourselves with the word of God and speak from that Speak the homeland language from heaven. That's again, I, that's why I encourage believers in Christ. You need to pray much in the Holy Ghost. You need to do much praying in the Holy Ghost. Hey, it enables you, ushers you to the mind of Christ concerning situations. So you must, you're praying actually. Man and my praying, we pray with understanding, very good. But we need to do much of the praying in the Holy Ghost especially in the times that we are in, if we are going to cut our way forward, we better get heavenly ideas in dealing with things. Let's go to a scripture that we read last time. In, um, from uh, Colossians, that's one of my favorite scriptures. Colossians chapter 3. I think I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation to emphasize that. New Living Translation says this, chapter 3, 1 to 3. Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ is in the place of honor at God's right hand. And then he says this, think about things of heaven, not the things of the earth, not the things of earth. And then he goes to the next one, he says, for you died to life, to this life, and your real life. Do you, know, do you want to know about your real life? Your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Your real life. So who am I seeing? Someone who's hidden with Christ in God. This is your real life. Listen, this is the one that is going to enable you to overcome no matter what comes on this earth. So that, that stops, you know, church being like something that you do on Sunday. 
No, you live the life. I live by faith. I live in honoring God. You live for him for the rest of your life. It's not just church, attending church on Sunday. This is your life. Hidden with Christ in God. Now, we'll do some reading today. We can, reading of the Bible, not, not about Vasco da Gama. So look at this here in, in, in uh, John 3, 31, the Amplified Version. It says, uh, he who comes from heaven above, from heaven above, is above all others. You see dominion there? He who is of the earth is from the earth and speaks about things of the earth. Now I want you to, to pay attention to that. Do words mean anything to you? They do to me, especially from the Bible. Look at this. His viewpoint and experience are earthly. He who comes from heaven is above all. And to so many people, and to so many people, unfortunately, they have perspective and their viewpoint and experience which are earthly. I, I usually get amazed with people. You know, of course, many people, and many people know I'm a pastor, but the ones that don't know, I just want to talk to them until they discover I'm a pastor. But the amazing thing is this, I've done this in a group of even believers. An example like this time, I can go there and start sharing the word, just, just sharing the word, some things from the scriptures. People keep so quiet. They don't respond so much. And then I mention like, you know about the roots party? They become alive. Yeah, we know that. And they start talking about Wajakoya. And on and on and on and on. And they get, they get alive. Oh, you, and they start, I'm telling you, they give you information. You may think like they know what the president ate for breakfast. Do you know what that is? Athlete. Athlete. Are we supposed to know things happening around politically? Yes. We're not supposed to be ignorant. But let me tell you something. We have priorities. As the people of the kingdom... We have priorities because the political system keeps coming and going. It changes. We have priorities. So look at this. The word of God. You, you keep feeding on the word of God. That's why some brothers I can meet with and we can talk for hours and hours the word. And when you go, you leave that place, you are edified. It feels so good. I like it that way. It feels so good. I mean, I, I remember meeting brother Kyogo for the first time he came to my office. I even... I even didn't know him. I'd seen him a few times in church. And I uh, think we have to have some few minutes, I mean, maybe an hour or so. We ended up saying, what, for over two hours or something. I told the wife, your, your, your husband spent much of my time. <laughs> but do you know what? It was edifying. And then we met after that. We said, let's have lunch. It took hours. You leave that place and what you're thinking is, what can I do for the Lord? But have you ever gone to a meeting? Maybe you met with your friends. I, I get so messed. I used to hear that so much. People will talk and talk and talk. And then at the, the last time, the, the, the end of the, the, the visit, they say, let's pray. And the first thing he says is, Baba to Sameh. 
tumeongea sana tumekutenda dhambi why are you talking all that time <laughs> and they take quite some time tumekosea kwa midomo yenu midomo yetu that's exactly what happens because they're naturally thinking people <laughs> so look at this on some words for you to have them viewpoint very important that you need to change your viewpoint and i want to say this your viewpoint should be from the heavenly realm your viewpoint and they they say from he was from of the earth is from the earth and speaks about things of the earth ever speaking about earthly things so that is his viewpoint and experience are earthly The Lord gave me the word which I read to you a while ago. Let me see if I can find it. Just be Lord help me. Uh, <clears throat> if I get it quickly I'll read if not. Oh yeah, here it is. <clears throat> it was on 7th of October 2021 and and You can listen to what I've ministered the last two Wednesdays actually. It was so amazing. The Lord gave me something that I'd never had it been spoken but I got it by revelation. In fact when I spoke I thought, "Oh Lord." I spoke it out in that Wednesday prayer meeting and after that I thought, "God, I've never had it spoken that way. I hope I'm right." <laughs> but I I didn't think of it. It came by the spirit. Listen to this. It was during a prayer service. My people ought not not My people ought not to accept the lies of the enemy that dark days are ahead. No, the anti-dark days are ahead for my people. Glorious days are ahead for my people. Days of rejoicing, days of abundance, days of my glory coming upon my people. To the world, yes, it's going to be dark, but not to my people. And then he says this, the veil, this is what caught my attention. The veil between this earthly realm into the spiritual realm is so thin and it's becoming thinner and thinner because my people are crossing over from the earthly realm into the realm of my glory and listen to this and experiencing the powers of the age to come that's what was that his viewpoint and experience are earthly but these people their viewpoint and experience are what heavenly are you seeing the difference but look at this then he says then the spirit of the lord say this And as they test and see my glory and as they test and know my glory they want more of my glory and nothing of this natural realm. And just as it was with Enoch, Enoch experienced this and he was no more because the word of God God says God took him. In other words, listen youth, listen young people and everyone else. God wants us to have some heavenly experiences through his word and through his spirit there is a transformation there is an anointing and i believe is a portal and is open for god's people now to experience so many things by the spirit of god listen so that whatever happens on this earth does not move them nothing moves us
I made a statement some weeks ago. <clears throat> I was reminding Tina. I said, the Lord spoke to me, and this, is, this, this comes to mind, but I remember, the Lord spoke to me that I was going to get married to her. That was in uh, December 2000. Took several months. The Lord kept speaking and building it inside of me and told me, don't tell her until I tell you when. So then uh, on 23rd of September 2001, he told me, if you check it out, Google it was on a Sunday. Those who are not who are born, just to inform you, 23rd September 2001 was on a Sunday. <laughs> so then he spoke to me. We were in Kasarani. Uh, I remember Pastor Wade was ministering. And, and he ministered. And I went back to my room. I said in Dandora. And that afternoon the Lord spoke to me and said this. This is the time for you to tell her what I've been telling you all these months. Okay, fine. We met. My first meeting with her was 18th October. That is some weeks after. The Lord has spoken to me, and we had a good time. No, she, she's not convinced. It wasn't. It was a big blessing to me. It was a supernatural breakthrough, but to her, she didn't know. It was a supernatural breakthrough. I knew what the Lord had spoken to me. Anyway, I, saw, I told her, we spoke several things, and then she usually tells me, how can you tell a lady that? What do you mean? Um, I'm intending to get married next year and I've been thinking about you. I said, I don't care if the world thinks there's a way they say, will you marry me? I don't do those things. You understand? Thank God if you are told that way, that's what you are told, that's fine. He didn't tell me to tell her, will you marry me? He didn't. I was going to get married to her anyway. That's the difference. So I knew inside of me, but look at this. This is where I want you to get the point, is this. Two weeks later, I waited. I thought that same night she was going to rejoice and tell me, praise God, the Lord already spoke to me about it. She looked at me as if I'd said nothing. And we left. And uh, I think about two weeks later, I'd waited. I didn't get an answer. I went looking for her. And she told me, forget about it. Let me tell you something. Listen to what I'm about to say. I had too much information from heaven to be deceived. I already had too much information for anything of this natural realm regarding that to move me. That's how we are supposed to have. Too much information from heaven. When something comes from this natural standpoint, it does not withstand the information you have inside of you. You are unmovable, unshakable, because you have the heavenly viewpoint and experience. So if you are just hung up with the, the dinner we had, you've, left, you've lost the point. You understand? This is the point of uh, too much information. And that's what we are supposed to have. We're supposed to have too much information concerning our redemption. And it's a working knowledge. Then nothing that will happen on this earth, will move us. Because that voice in us dictates what we are going to experience. Now, of course, I didn't choke her throat to marry me, you understand, and dragged her down the aisle. Not, oh, you have to marry me, God spoke. No, I never did that. But listen to this. The Lord started working with her heart, the seed had already sown. 
until she came to a place she had that peace. And that was 12th December 2002. Just before 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and it was on a Thursday. <laughs> you can check it out. <laughs> Did you get the point? That's very important for you to get that. Listen to this. High prices, unknown kind of sicknesses, disease, wave after wave, take boost and I don't know what and what and what and what and what and what. Of all those things that are happening, turmoil. <laughs> I think even in the natural. I mean, can you think about the fires in the in the in the in the in, the, in Europe? That's amazing. All those things that are happening, and 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 diagnosis of every kind, and people you know going and living this earthly realm. But listen, to this when you have information concerning your redemption, you change your viewpoint. You are not going to have a earthly experience. You have a heavenly experience. You have been caught up in that realm too much for you to know that he's too strong and too big and too powerful for me to lose. Doesn't matter what's happening on this earth. That's when Psalm 91 comes to our place. Thousand at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, but he shall come near, not near me. Because of what? I have information inside of me. It's a working revelation concerning my redemption. That's important. Oh, there are no business and all that. Who told you? There are exchange of millions and millions every day. Who told you? Just think about this. Going to the throne of grace, uh, the throne of grace, boldly according to Hebrews 4.16, and God tell you this, there's no business. I'm so sorry. Go back. My little child, suffer, suffer. Angels even don't know what to do. Just think about that. Not the kingdom. Not the kingdom. So look at this. That's the mind we need. We must take the mind of Christ. We must focus on God's word. We must renew our minds. We must change our viewpoint and experience heavenly things that God wants us to experience. At least you can say amen. Am I the only one from that realm? Are we together from that realm? Not together the way we say in Kenya, we are together. No, no, no. We are together up there. All right. Okay. Now look at this then. So it must change what? Our vocabulary. And these are words I want you to capture. Perspective, viewpoint, experience. Perspective. Perspective. You must change your perspective. And then you, you have to change your viewpoint. I don't know about you. I don't know. I, I feel this way many times. I, I just like going. No wonder I like going up to the mountains. High places are wonderful. And any kind of warfare, uh, you know, I've, I've heard a little bit of it. The if you are against, you know, like soldiers against others, the advantage you have is when you have a higher viewpoint. You have advantage, the advantage against the, the, the enemy. And that's why Christ has raised us up. We've been raised together with him so that our viewpoint is we can look at the enemy down and we are up. 
You see what I'm saying? That's very, very important. I like those high places. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You haven't gone there, but you can go. You go up to that Mount Kilimanjaro, it feels good up there. Even if you are tired, you, are, you feel good. They have a team going in September. I mean, I just, it feels good up there. Can I tell you a fact why it feels good? Because few of us have gone up there. <laughs> it just feels good. No, no, that's not the reason. But the higher you go, it just feels good. You, you, your viewpoint. Do you like, do you like valleys? You know, sir? No wonder God just made it this way, that I'd be born in tighter hills. You understand that? Up there. Just up there. I just like it. I tell people, my home is so high that if you're going, if you're from, you know, the toilets in rural areas, if you're coming from, you're coming from, uh, the, you know, the, the, the house, the main house, and you're going to the toilet, you may be going down. And then from the toilet, you are going up to the house. You understand? That's, that's how it is. But I like high places. I prefer high places to low places. That's my personal. But look at this. All of us have been raised up together with him. We have been made to sit together with him far above. The, part, the third point is this. You must renew your mind to change your perspective, viewpoint, and then speak from heavenly experience. Let's read that scripture again. Uh, let me say, you must renew your mind to change your perspective. It just doesn't happen. It takes the renewing of your mind, and Romans 12, 2 says it, but you have to renew your mind to change your perspective, viewpoint, and then speak from heavenly experiences. And the more you renew your mind, the easier it is for you to walk in that realm of the supernatural. Look at, that, look at that scripture. Put it back there, please. That John 3.31. Uh, look at this. Look at, look at this scripture again. So he's referring, he who comes from heaven is re- referring to Jesus. Remember, we are born from above, okay? We agree with that. He who comes from heaven, uh, he who comes from heaven above is above all others. He who is of the earth is from the earth and speaks about things of the earth. What is that? His viewpoint and experience are earthly. But look at this. If you are from heaven and, and you, you speak then from heaven and speak about the, the things of heaven, your viewpoint and experience are heavenly. That's very important for you to capture that. And then... He who comes from above or from heaven is above all. That's the way you operate. Now look at this then. Jesus at some point told the Jews in, in uh, John 8.23, the Amplified Classic Version, he told them this. He said to them, you are from below. Oh, you don't want Jesus telling you that. You are from below. I am from above. You are of this world, of this earthly order. I am not of this world. Okay? Let me go back to those countries I was telling you before. You know what happens to Kenya? 
actually, uh, the embassies and all that, they're not affected. Why their supply is not from there, from a nation. Much of it is come from the nations. You understand? The, your currency, if it goes to, just, it fails and all that, theirs is strong, they're depending on their currency, not your currency. That's the same attitude we need to have. That we are so influenced by the perspective, the viewpoint, and experience of heaven that what happens on this earth does not influence us. We think different. We talk different. Your TikToks are different. Then other TikToks, people just, they are insufficiency, they are lack, the prices of I don't know what and on and on. The people just think that way. And let me tell you something. Many times they think like you're joking and laugh and laugh, but actually it's out of the abundance. Why don't you start experiencing good things? What about if I came here today and I told you, oh, I've been having hard times like every one of us? It's so difficult, church. You'll say amen. And uh, you know, things are so difficult. Yes, amen. But what about if I start telling you this? You know, the other week, I got a breakthrough. Uh, Those 50 million shillings that came into my account. And I'm so thankful to God. You start looking at me. Is that for real? And then if that was not enough, I got to realize there was an inheritance that was written in my name and I just got a hundred million shillings in my car. I said, that's, that's, that's not true. That should be fake. You, you know, so why is that so? Because so much influence of earthly realm. What about if I told you we woke up this morning and it's amazing, God has never changed. We found at the dining table, Tin and I and our grandchild, we found at the dining table, those fresh manna. The breakfast was so different. And when just like we are entering in, we saw an angel just disappear. Just look at that. They look at me. They were just looking at me. And then, Tina went to her bedroom and he found that her, actually her handbag was filled of U.S. dollars and pounds. You see, just the way you're looking at me, you see, why why is that so? Because you are told it has to come through your KCB account or whatever account that you have to work for it and it comes at the end. That's that's an earthly experience and natural people are experiencing that. Hey, I'm taking you higher. The Lord is saying, come up higher, change your thinking, let me show you the way. Let me show you I can do things for you even in hard times. But I want your perspective to change. I want your viewpoint to, to change so that you may start experiencing heavenly experiences. And it begins that way. I like to hear that. Testimonies one after another. One after another. One after another. One after another. Listen to this. It will take just changing our minds. That we shall do for the rest of our lives. But listen. The hour is here, and the time is here. Look at us. He says this. He said to them, you are from below. You see the below people, the way they think? 
I'm from above. You're of this world, of this earthly order. I am not of this world. He says, I'm from a different realm. My experience is different. My way of thinking is different. I am not influenced by your thinking. Let me, let me make a statement here. Jesus was constantly aware of his mission and spoke about it. His vocabulary was not earthly. He was constantly aware of his mission and spoke about it. Even when the disciples thought that he had come to establish an earthly kingdom, he was not caught up with the, with the ideologies. No. He didn't come to establish an earthly kingdom. Remember that sometimes they wanted to, to take him by force to make him a king. You remember that? And, and, and no. He knew his mission and therefore he spoke about his mission. His mission was about the kingdom. He came for a purpose and therefore lived for it and fulfilled it fully. He had a different thinking. Thus, he had the kingdom thinking, not a religious thinking. And listen to this. This pleased the Father. In Matthew 3, 17, remember when he was popular, says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. It pleased the Father. He had one mission. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 5. No, I think we'll come into that scripture later. Hebrews chapter 5 or 7 later on. But man, let, me, let me make a statement here. We must rest on the fact that we are not earthly but heavenly. We must rest on the fact that we are not earthly but heavenly. What is it, church? It's a walk of faith. It's a walk of Oh, faith. Let's go to Hebrews 11 and read this from the Passion Translation. You're getting something out of this? Yeah. Oh, let me say this again. Oh, I'll read it later. But Hebrews 11, 13 to 16. Look at this. <clears throat> These heroes, that's in Hebrews 11, remember it's a, a chapter of what? Faith. You remember that? These heroes all died like clinging, all, all died still clinging to their faith, not even receiving all that had been promised them. And look at this. But they saw beyond the horizon. Huh? Are you seeing beyond your horizon? I, 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 like, I like what uh, Brother Kyogo said last, last Sunday. That you, you don't let the devil mark your grave. You know, remember those four lepers? Like, oh my, we're not going to die here. Let's mark our grave somewhere else. That, 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 that is aggression. So you, you look beyond the horizon, the fulfillment of their promises, and gladly embrace it from afar. That's usually the difference between those who are walking by faith and not. Because look at this, if I, I walk by faith, I may be fa facing a challenge, but this is my attitude, I'll be dancing. I'll be dancing. Why is that so? I'm not dictated by what I'm experiencing. I'm, the word of God is what dictates my decision. So I'm going to dance, while the other person is saying me, or me. And they don't do anything. You know, you know uh, I was observing some some. On Sam, just Sam. Sometimes I, as a pastor, that's why I like standing over there, just observing. You know, we sang, I lift up my hands 
and then they're, they're, they're not lifting up their hands. And think like, but you're supposed to, I lift up my hands, I lift up what? My voice, and, 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 and there's some, that's, their hands are not there. How are you supposed to be responding? Are you all are quiet now? You, you understand that? Because look at this. You're singing the words, but you're not, your heart is not in that. You're not singing with understanding. So when I say, I lift up my hands, I'm up. I lift up my... And there's another song we song about lifting up your hands. Which one was that? Huh? Yeah. We, oh, yeah. In fact, that was the one. We give you the highest praise. And then, I lift my hands. Oh, come on. Can we have it there on the screen? How long does it take, that mystery? <laughs> uh, let's, let's see if we can, we can have it there. But I, I want to show you something. Then we'll come back right into what I'm saying. I want you to see something. Because, listen, you have to be coordinated in your pursuit of God. You have to be purposeful. You have the unity. And, and I was praying yesterday for, the, for general for this church. And I'm thinking of this. If we start having spiritual responses, every one of us will have an explosion in this house. The spiritual ex- expressions. Look at this. I lift my hands because I'm forgiven. And there are, pe- there are people that their hands are just down. So, uh, so I don't know if they are not lifting up their hands because they are not, they're not forgiven or what. I just don't know. I just don't know. I like sitting there and, and observing. And it's not like, a, you know, I don't just open my hands and say, so what are they doing? You know, I get into it. But if I have an impression, I just check. And, I, and I, I lift my hands because I'm forgiven. And the next one is this. I lift my hands because I'm set free. There are some just, there are some just even tight grips. I mean, and, and they're just their hands down. And, and, and then it says, I lift my hands as a sign of surrender. Now, if you're not lifting up your hands... I mean, like the stubbornness right there. Either your heart is not in what you are singing, or you don't understand the words, or you're just stubborn. <laughs> Come on now. You're just stubborn. Probably we may sing it at the end of this service. We <laughs> 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 will be singing at the end of this service. And I really, I. Just that time, I opened my eyes and checked. But there are some just right into it. I said, yeah, Lord, thank you. But there are some, their hands are not up. They're just down. They don't, go back, please. Go back to that. Is that, they are not forgiven. That's their perspective. Not Jesus' perspective. Not our, my perspective. They are not forgiven. Come on, go to the next one. They are not set free, now that they're still bound, and they don't want to surrender to anything. <laughs> you, you, may, you may sound humorous, but I'm telling you, the spirit realm is so real. You can't fake it. You can't fake it. If your heart in that, what is God seeking for? He's seeking for those who worship him what? Spirit and truth. They are saying words, they mean that. And they're involved. They're giving their all to them, to God. All right, let's go back to our text, but that's a good point made. Hebrews, let's go to that Hebrews 13. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
our perspective, our viewpoint, to experience heavenly realm. Now, look at this. So they, are, they, they, look, they saw beyond the horizon, the full, full, fulfillment of their promises, and they gladly embraced it from afar. Look at this. They all lived their lives on earth as those who belonged to another realm. That's a walk of faith. They all lived on earth. They, they all lived their lives on earth as those who belonged to another realm. Faith, walking in faith, is not earthly. It's supernatural. It's heavenly. For clearly, look at that. Those who live this way. Remember, it's a faith chapter. For clearly, those who live this way are longing for the appearing of a heavenly city. They are full of hope. They are full of faith and hope. They are living according to the pattern of God. They are longing for the appearing of a heavenly city. Is that it? And if their hearts were still remembering what they left behind? Leaks. We had leaks in Egypt. You remember those people? If they are still remembering what they left behind, they would have found an opportunity to go back. Listen, I have nothing to go back to the world system. That should be yours, yours, and, yours and my testimony. Nothing. Nothing. I wake up sober. I've done that for the last 25 years, 26 years. I wake up sober in the morning. I used to wake up, I'm telling you, in the morning, and I'm, I'm thinking, how did I come home? And who did I insult? You know, you just don't. You're greeting the people the following day. What did you do? You don't know. I remember we wake up with my brother and think like, how did we come? Who did we meet? Did we cause trouble? But I wake up, I sleep sober, I wake up sober. I mean, that, that's wonderful. And more than that, I choose a heavenly realm. Now look at this then. The Hebrews, Hebrews actually, the same script, the Amplified Classic, I, I, want, I want to sh- say something there. The Amplified Classic is this. Confessing, they are not just living, they are confessing that they are strangers and temporary residents and exiles upon the earth. Remember our citizenship is? It's in heaven. So they were, they were strangers. He says that, uh, that they were strangers. They were confessing. They were not just walking out. They confessed that they were strangers and temporary residents and exiles upon the earth. Now these people who talk as they did show plainly that they are in search of a fatherland, their own country. Do you have it there? All right. Hebrews 11, 13, 14, the Amplified Classic Version, confessing. So I have a confession for you. You ready? Let's have that confession. Oh, let, before then, let's, let's, let's read it from the Amplified. It's the Amplified Classic, actually. I read from the Amplified Classic. Let's read it from the Amplified Classic, confessing. <clears throat> Hey, pray for, pray for them. Okay, okay. Amplified Classic. All right, let's see. I say this. Uh, going down to confessing. Where is it? Confessing. Is that what? Okay, look at this. Um, 
Let's start. These people all died controlled and sustained by their faith, but not having received the tangible fulfillment of God's promises, only having seen it and greeted it from a great distance by faith. That's amazing. Greeted it from a far distance, what? By faith, a great distance by faith. And all the while acknowledging, they are acknowledging and confessing that they were strangers. And temporary residents. And exiles upon the earth. Because they knew where the, the citizenship was. And go to the next one please. And, and he says this. Now these people who talk as they did. You see the vocabulary? They are confessing. So these people who talk as, as they did. Show plainly that they are in search of a fatherland. Their own country. Their citizenship is in heaven. The vocabulary is different. The talk is different. We need to talk about mansions a little bit. About our mansions in heaven. And some more. And talk about the day Abraham comes and visits you, faith. <laughs> and I just, let's talk about that Abraham and, and on and on and on and on. We need to talk about that. You know what the lie that was planted into the church years ago was this that you be heavenly minded until you are of no earthly use. That's a lie. The more you are heavenly minded, the more of you are of use on this earth. Because God will make sure He will manifest His glory through you. So that was religion and a lie. If you're truly heavenly minded, you are word minded. If you are truly heavenly minded, you are word minded. Can you be a doer of the word and be of no, of no earthly use? Listen, you'll feed more orphans. You'll help more widows. You'll build more schools for the poor. You'll help more people. Why? That's the love of Christ. So that's a lie. Alright, so see the talk the way you're supposed to be talking? So I have a confession. Remember all these words, they confess. Let's, let's have that confession, uh, please. Are we, are we ready to say? Let's say one, two, three. I am in Christ, born anew, born from above. My citizenship is in heaven. I am on this earth, but I operate from the heavenly realm. I am in Christ, and therefore... I identify myself more with the heavenly life than the earthly life. I am not of this world. I am above all. Oh, let's say it again. Come on. Have faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing. Let's go together. I am in Christ, born anew. Born from above, my citizenship is in heaven. I am on this earth, but I operate from the heavenly realm. I am in Christ, and therefore, I identify myself more with the heavenly life than the earthly life. I am not of this world. I am above all. Just think about that. If that's the way we think, all the time, all the time, all the time. You know what will happen? You'll find people struggle in supermarket 
that they don't have enough to pay, you pay for them. Did someone, one of you, want to, I? I mean, that's <laughs> a colloquial expression. No, you, you buy for them. So what's the problem? We need to buy some. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and pay for you. <laughs> Amen. Oh my goodness. Uh, the first time I started having, Tina and I got married and started having lunch and you go sometimes with Pastor Wade and Pastor Carl and some guests. Oh my goodness. I saw people getting shocked of the amount of tips that Pastor Wade will give to them. I remember, I remember the, the first one. The first one we went, I think it was his birthday and we went with staff members and the first one I remember uh, that he said, uh, he looked at me and said, Davis, give them 20. I said, what? <laughs> you understand? <laughs> that was in 2004. I think 2004. Or, no, no, no. Should be 2006. Should be 2006. Give them 20. I said, 20 what? 20,000. Oh, okay. A kind of uh, uh, 20,000 for a tip. There are few of them who served us. I said, yes, sir. We gave them 20,000 tip. I still lost some of you. Come on, come back here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember Tina and I were with them. This one I remember. We went to Norfolk Hotel after Sunday. Is it Norfolk? It was Norfolk. After Sunday, we had some guests. I think maybe 2007. Now, that's what's 2005. They're about 2006, that 20,000, yeah? Tip. And we, we, we sat there and we ate. And this girl was serving us. And then Pastor Ed said, you have five? Yeah, that's fine. Give her five. That was 5,000. She, she, she went. You know the way they, I don't know what they call that thing. Anyway, I always eat, but I don't know what they call it. You know, the, the receipt is in there and we've put 5,000 in there. She went was, you know, at the side, and she opened, she went, ah! <laughs> she did exactly that. I mean, she was shocked. 5,000 tip. You see the way you are looking at me? <laughs> I want a, a viewpoint. Listen, we're, we're talking about generosity. We're talking about God. Now, that is something that led. And I like it that way. You understand? Know, I like it that way. Surprise! I'm from above. Surprise! And, and, and many others, actually. That happened until... But the first also was some shock to me. Until I developed shock absorbers. <laughs> so I made up my mind. Over the years, I give... Anyone say I give at least ten percent. At least, at least that's the beginning point. And all the questions are what for? There's some some some, some I ate with the dinner, and and were, she was giving. Said so we need to give. I say what for? Why? You're being a blessing. You know, sir. Look at this. I call it this way. You're practicing generosity. You are practicing. Generosity. What is that doing? It's renewing your mind. What are you setting? What you expect. What are you doing? Your seeds are preceding you. 
Somehow I lost some people. Lord, let them come again up to this high place of thinking. I really tell you the truth. If, like Jesus, I say verily, verily, what the world needs to experience now is the generosity of the church. I need to experience that. Okay. First Peter 2.11. Let's go into that. <clears throat> the Passion Translation says, my, my divinely loved friends, since you are resident, aliens, and foreigners in this world. Are you seeing that? Resident aliens and foreigners in this world appeal to you to divorce yourself from the evil desires that wage war within you. What are you? You are resident aliens and foreigners in this world. I appeal to you to divorce yourself from the evil desires that wage warfare, war, war within you. I remember the, the first time I kept going, renewing work permits for Pastor Zwed and Carl. And then I think they introduced, years ago, they introduced alien cards. So they kept writing, you need to, to come for an alien card. You need to bring them for an alien card. Then finally, uh, uh, I told Pastor Wade, uh, Pastor, you need to go for an alien card. Alien what? Card. Alien? They treat me as an alien? <laughs> that tickled him. When he got that alien card, just written alien card, that kept tickling him. He said, Davis, do I need to carry my alien card <laughs> with me? I said, yeah, that's like your national ID here. You need to carry it around. But listen this, that's not just for Kenya. We're resident aliens and foreigners in this world. Don't get too comfortable. We're supposed to enjoy life. Listen, we're supposed to enjoy life, but we must change our mindset. We're aliens. First Peter 11, uh, First Peter 117, the Amplified Classic Version says this. <clears throat> I'm winding up. And, and he says this, And if you call upon him as your father who judges each one impartially according to what he does, then you should conduct yourself. This is very important. Most likely I'm going to be speaking about this. We should conduct yourselves with true reverence. That's important. Throughout the time of your temporary residence, on the earth, whether long or short. But listen to this. Long, healthy life, satisfied life, is your heritage. Whether long or short, the Amplified Classic says, but you should do what? You should conduct yourselves with the true reverence. I do believe this, church. We haven't seen the glory of God in the body of Christ, as we should, in the church, as we should. Because there's no enough reverence in the hearts of believers. And I do believe it's the mercy of God that there is no much glory, as we should, because some will die. Some will die. And another sense of fear, that's exactly what happened. When the glory comes, remember after that the Bible says this, and there was fear. 
And I've, I've seen, I mean, I've, I've seen meetings even. Uh, I'm not talking about, you understand? I'm talking about someone. Just meeting a pastor and they just lie. I looked at her and said, you think you managed to lie to me? You're being foolish. Because the devil has you. You know, if, if you're a believer in Christ, how can you lie? Devil is the father of lies. I've, I've literally done it. And, and, and personally, look, and sometimes, I'm, sometimes I do my appointments with Miss Ruth, and sometimes when opportunity comes, you do with the Tina. And I, I can, the person can go and say, they thought they lied to me. I knew that before I came for the meeting. And some, some have come, just say, Pastor, forgive me. I didn't tell you the whole truth. They say, it didn't shock me. I knew that. But think about Ananias and Sapphira. The wife said, yes. It, that's the way, I, 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 you know, the way people swear. That's the way we sold that plot. It is exactly the same amount. Boom. You know what we need, church? Reverential fear. Reverential fear. When we have that, we'll see more. And I think I'll be teaching about reverential fear. When we have that, we'll see more. Because we become like an open letter before God. We have no other motives but to honor Him. We'll see more. You want the glory? Are you ready to clean the house? Yeah, keep doing that. Keep that house clean. Because that, he says, what we are supposed to do is should conduct ourselves with true reverence. When? When? Throughout the time of our temporary residence. Throughout the time of our temporary residence on the earth, whether long or short. So that's very important, reverential fear. In Proverbs 1, 7, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. That's very important there. This means, this is beyond our English word fear. It actually implies submission. Remember the, the song that we are singing? So, song that singing. It implies what? Submission. It implies awe. And implies reverence. That's what it is. It's it's submission. It's more than the word fear, but it's submission or unreverence. And I'm going to continue next time. Most likely, I mean, I'm believing God to get some practical revelations concerning reverential fear of God. Because that's the way we are supposed to conduct ourselves throughout our stay here on this earth. We're living that we should live in that reverential fear as if the Lord is coming right now. Remember, as residents, as aliens, I mean, as, a, as a, what's, what's the word? As aliens, as temporary residents, then we need to be thinking as if he's coming right now. And that was the attitude, actually, in the book of Acts, that the church had, like he's coming right now. Anytime now, we go, we're going then that ought to cause that reverential fear in us. We have that inside of us. We fear God. We fear God. 
that anything I fear, the Lord first before Tina. You know, the thing is, is this, I revere God. That, so what do I do? I need to live right before him. There's holiness to it. Are you able to go to First Peter, that scripture? Do you, have, do you have some more? You can get, you can receive some more? Or do you want to go and know where Azmio is today and, and Kenya Kwanzaa this afternoon? Oh, you want more? Or are you of the roots? Uh, let's go to that first Peter, please. Uh, the New King James Version is, fast, is fine because I want you to see something there and then I'll read another one and make some statements then we're ready to, to close. In first Peter <clears throat> chapter 1, I think I'll start from verse, verse 13. First Peter chapter 1 verse 13, the New King James Version. Because that's where we've gotten that word reverential. Therefore, he says, guard up the loins of your mind. You see that I was saying about thoughts, our minds. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then it goes on to say in verse 14, as obedient children, are you seeing that? Not conforming yourself to the former lusts in your ignorance. In other words, everything that I did before 17th June 1996 when I gave my life to Christ, I should not conform myself to the former lusts as it was in my ignorance. Are you seeing that? And then it goes on to say, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in some of your conduct. All your conduct. So you see the way he's going. Then he says this, because it's written, be holy, for I'm holy. And then I'll say something here. God cannot ask you to do something that he hasn't given you the ability to. Be holy, for I'm holy. And then he goes on to say, verse 17, and if you call on the Father who without partiality judges, according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here, on this earth, in fear. That is in reverence of fear. In other words, if this is, you're looking at this, you've been, you've, been, you've, you've been brought into the kingdom of God, then you need to conduct yourself throughout the time of your stay here in fear or reverential fear, knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. Now, this is what I read. I read from the Amplified Classic Version says this, that you should conduct yourselves with a true reverence throughout the time of your temporary residence on the earth, whether long or short. If you knew the Lord Jesus was coming tomorrow at afternoon, would you think different? Only Martin? If you knew the Lord Jesus Christ was coming tomorrow afternoon, will you think different? Will you have an awe, reverential fear that the Lord is coming any time from now? Oh my goodness. All right, let me see. Would you think different? Would you act different? Did you, 
You're not responding. Would you think different? Would you act different? If you knew in the afternoon, tomorrow we'll be in heaven. There'll be a no. Some of you, not all, some of you, all of you, probably, you'll never not go to work tomorrow. Lord, if there's anything left that is of this earth, who haven't I forgiven? That should be our attitude. Lord, I said, did I offend you, Brother Duncan? You, you'll be sending texts all over. As if, is there anything that is in me that can make me be left? God, is there anything? Please, is there anything? I'm looking forward, but is there anything? That should be our attitude. That should be our attitude. There's a reverential fear. And I'll be going into that. In Proverbs 8.13, the Passion Translation, it says this, Wisdom pours into you when you begin to hate every form of evil in your life. So that's what? The fear of God actually does what? It opens that door for what? For wisdom. For that's what worship and fearing God is all about. Then you'll discover that your pompous pride and perverse speech are the very ways of wickedness that I hate. This perspective will enable us to operate in the authority of the heavenly Perspective, another one, viewpoint, experience. Don't forget that. Perspective, viewpoint, experience. Perspective, viewpoint, thank you, Norma, experience. That's what you need to do. Change perspective, viewpoint. Remember I was talking about, talking about uh, living the realities of heaven on earth. Our perspective has to be different. Our viewpoint has to be different. And that, 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 this, that reverential fear of the Lord is such a key, church, in, our, in us walking in what the Lord has and so far. Stand up on your feet and I want to read something to you again. <clears throat> now I think it will make this inspired utterance we had on 12th June. I don't know if you remember that. Maybe that will make more. Can I have the team coming up, please? And hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Just think about if you had that mindset all the time. I think I've ever told you, I remember years ago, going to a grown-up cousin. He was close to the age of my dad, but he was still my cousin. Uh, And I think that was 1984. And I went to um, Malindi, my, my, my cousin worked in Eden Rock Hotel then and in Malindi and, and it was amazing when I was told of his salary I asked how much his salary and my dad said that maybe about 3,000 what? that's a lot of money I was calculating how much I would do with 3,000 shillings I was 11 years old perspective how much is the fuel prices? That is too much. 
too much. Like that brother Kyoko did. I mean, he made me go search from Google the price of a bottle of beer. So if you see in my search history, how much is Tasca in Kenya? Uh, he made me do that. Because he said that he was not going to reduce the engine capacity because he knows there are people who drink and drive. So I thought, how much is the drinking? <laughs> but you know what I found out? Atumtina, can you imagine? Half a liter of Tasca. I didn't know. I had no idea. No idea. I was half, a, half a liter of Tasca is 250 shillings. Half a liter. Uh, one liter is what? And I promise you, I left there in 1996, you won't get drunk with one liter. Drinking one liter, you won't. And look at this then. It's 500 shillings. And then think about it. Then how much is a liter of petrol? Huh? 160? You're born again. You don't drink except water. What's your problem? What's your problem? And more than that, you are heavenly. Born from above. Born anew. Change your vocabulary. Change your thinking. Listen, the world cannot hold us in ransom. We are from above. We are above all. We better release our faith and see the manifestation of the goodness of the Lord. Now listen to this. Maybe this now will help you understand, Father. On 12th June, I spoke here. Inspired utterance. I say this. The realm of the spirit is the realm of the reality. Therefore, when you choose to focus on the word of God and to be led by the Holy Spirit, you realize that the struggles that you have had are actually because of focusing on temporal things. But when you start focusing on the eternal things, things that are not seen in this natural realm, they are only seen through the eyes of the spirit. Don't you know that you have the eyes in the spirit realm, eyes to see and have ears in the spirit realm that you may walk in the supernatural realm of my existence? You see, your father is a supernatural God. Your redeemer is a supernatural redeemer. The Holy Spirit inside of you is a supernatural spirit of God. I have recreated you as a supernatural being through the redemption so that you may walk in the supernatural realm as naturally as if you are walking in this natural realm. When that becomes, did I say that? So that you may walk in the supernatural realm as naturally as if you are walking in this natural realm. When that becomes your life, you will not be limited by what is happening around. You will not be limited by what natural people are experiencing. You see, your provision is in the supernatural realm, the realm of your existence. No, this supernatural realm is not foreign to you. When you make a decision, you'll go to the word of God and walk in the spirit and you will realize that it is even easier to walk and function in the realm of the supernatural than it is to walk in the natural realm. You see, in the beginning, I did not create you as a man of flesh. I created you as a spirit being to operate in the realm of my existence where all things are possible, where nothing is impossible, where all provision has been made available through the redemption of my son, Jesus Christ. 
You have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So take your eyes away from the natural things and lock them. Your mind, your heart, your whole being on the word of God. The eternal word of living, of the living God. And you will realize the things that you are facing are so temporary. Because you would have entered into the realm of the supernatural. Where all things are possible to those who believe. Hallelujah. That's your realm. That's my realm. That's available. I'll send it to Sheila and then she can post it somewhere. And for you to be able to see that. And meditate over and over again. Because sometimes the word comes and if you're in another place, you'll not understand. But he started being expounded and said, I see that. I see that. Go back to these scriptures. God is available to do everything that he said is available through his son, Jesus Christ. You just have to say, yes, Lord, I receive you. Hallelujah. Would you just worship and thank him for his word this morning? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just give him thanks and praise him. And, and things that he's spoken to your heart. And just go ahead and thank him. Hallelujah. Praise his name forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, you worship him. Thank you, Lord. Father, I've spoken the word of God as you, I believe you gave this to me. To speak to your people concerning the times that we are in. Thank you, Father, for the supernatural opening of their minds and hearts concerning their provision. That there may be no more wandering, wanderings, but that there may be definite, precise hope and expectation of your goodness upon their lives. Fathers, their pastors speak that revelation. Even as you've kept putting this in my heart, come up higher. Come up higher. And church, I do believe it's time to seek more. Thank God for the things you have experienced. Thank God for the goodness that you have seen. But there is more. There is more. Father, I release strength for seeking. I release strength and the grace and the mercy of God for seeking upon your people. And Father, thank you for supernatural encounters. Supernatural encounters by the Spirit of the Living God. Supernatural encounters I release that in the realm of the spirit into the lives of your people now in the name of Jesus. Supernatural encounters. 
supernatural understanding concerning the kingdom of God. And Father, thank you for the truth. They are the sheep and they know the voice of the shepherd. And the voice of the strangers they shall by no means follow. I bless your people in the name in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father.